Right now, switch your family to T-Mobile and get four lines for $25 a line with AutoPay and 5G access included on America's largest 5G network. So don't wait. Get unlimited and nationwide 5G access for the whole family for just $25 a line. Visit a T-Mobile store or T-Mobile.com today. Plus taxes and fees. Customers may notice lower speeds and further reduction if using over 50 gigs a month due to data prioritization. Video at 480p. Unlimited while on our network. Qualifying credit for plus lines required. Capable device required for 5G. Coverage not available in some areas. Some uses may require certain features. See T-Mobile.com. Flung Florence City is easy. Mm-hmm. Are you still in Germany? Germany? Yeah, yeah, I am actually. Yeah, Germany. Have you have you come and gone, or you've been staying there? No, I've been. Um, when did I go back briefly for my dad's seventieth? But I've been here nearly a month now. Yeah. Wow. Almost. When did I get here? Actually, I, do you know? I'm not quite sure when I got here. You've been caving hard, haven't you? Dude, it's like proper cave. Yeah, I just feel like I mean I don't really feel like I'm here particularly. I mean you know what I mean like yeah. I don't feel like here I am in, like you know having a great time uh, in Germany you know because I, I feel like I'm just in the cave. Yeah, mm. that's okay. You know. Yeah, well sometimes yeah. you got to cave it in Germany. You know, sometimes you do. Yeah, yeah. I just uh, it's sort of. Uh, as you can probably tell from my tone of voice, I just feel so. I'm just like, yeah, I'm just in the cave, you know. Yeah. Yep. Well, welcome to the Firescape, everybody. Everybody. <laughs> hey y'all. Hey y'all. Uh, we are just two dudes from <laughs> Alabama and a Welsh Londoner. I feel like we're we're coming we're again. coming to the internet. Uh, we're we're coming we're pretty low today. low energy. Uh, <laughs> I said Welsh Londoner. We're talking transatlanticism. Oh, yeah. We're telling stories and we're winching about life in the big city. Um, big cities. I have I have a cold or the flu or something right now. Do you? First one of the cult of the wintry seasons. <laughs> you betcha. Sorry, yeah. I probably should. I'm, I'm gonna move the microphone away from my face the next time I cough like that. I don't want it getting into the, our listeners' ears. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to get cold spread for digital you know. sickness. Yeah, digital sickness. I'm reading a book actually about digital sickness at the moment. It's my bedtime reading. So it's a novel, but it's it's a sort of like a you know sci-fi type future fiction called uh, Snow Crash by a guy called Neil Stevenson. I got that analog sickness right now. Yeah, very Mm -hmm. recommend very much. But it literally is about a virus, like a computer virus that can become like a real virus. It's like, uh, do you ever read the book Cell by Stephen King? No. It was, it was, it's kind of that. It's like you answer a phone call and you get a virus through the phone. It's oh, our, you know, our cell phones getting us. Yeah. Not very, this pretty, is, pretty yeah. thinly veiled by Mr. King. Yeah. 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 This one's but, a bit more interesting. It's kind of about the idea that like belief systems in themselves are akin to, um, some form of, of, you know, like the structure of a virus essentially. And that mm. is so kind of, it's isn't that the same idea? It's just like a meme. Like, yeah, like uh, a meme. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's definitely like dealing in all that sort of stuff. Yeah, um, it's a sort of you know, it was written in the <laughs> early nineties, like ninety two. But it's weird reading it now because it feels a bit like it could be in the world that it's conjuring. It's sort of dealing with artificial intelligence and virtual reality and something like the internet, but a different version of it. You know, it it kind of feels like it could be about fifty years from where we are at the moment. You know, but obviously when it was written, it probably felt like some completely ludicrous, um, you know, sort of yeah. far flung future. But I mean, the basic ten of it. I mean, the plot of it is involving something which is like a digital virus, which actually has a bodily effect, and it 
and those are the crossovers. Yeah, memes being one of the things that ties into it. Anyway, yeah, mm. interesting stuff. Mm. Digital sickness, man. Digital sickness. I feel like staring at my computer screen too much is inducing something similar in me at the moment. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I would. I will. I will gladly transfer. Uh, <laughs> I'll trade in my physical sickness for a digital sickness if anybody is willing to trade. Yeah. No, I'm good. Okay. That's, cool. That's rough one. Rough one. Bad. Like first cold of the season, huh? Is it yeah. getting chilly? Is it getting oh, chilly yeah. over there? Oh yeah. In the forties or something today. High forties. Oh, it's cold as shit. Yeah. And I work in a place that just has like children touching everything and a, a petri dish of a relative of gr- grubby little kid hands. Mm-hmm. Grubby little cold ill kid hands. Yeah, kids are just Ill, kids are just like illness basically, like walking around because they got oh, yeah. to get you a bit old, don't they? They have to like learn how to withstand it. Mm. And they're just you know they they got those greasy little fingers. They don't right. want they don't want to wash their hands. They're horrible, horrible. T- touching Sticky everything, touching the ground, put it in your put it in their mouth. And they're yeah, putting stuff out, all over sticking the place. Up their thumbs all over your face. Yeah. Oh, yep. Yeah. Horrible, Ugh. horrible Ugh. stuff. Yuck. <laughs> Keep those diapers on, yo. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Did you know, speaking of diapers, did you know that uh, Tiny Tim speaking wore diapers his whole life because he was such a germaphobe that the idea of using a toilet grossed him out, so he just wore diapers at all times. Interesting. T- Tiny Tim being the musician, Tiny Tim. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. The ukulele wow, playing was, Yeah, the ukulele creeper. playing strange-looking dude who played Woodstock, right? No, nah, he wasn't at Woodstock. Was he not? I mean, not the not one? the sixty nine or sixty eight or whatever sixty nine, not the original one. Maybe I'm thinking of someone else. Sorry about that. Okay, yeah, okay. yeah. I thought nah, he was a medium sized Tim. Huh. Yeah, no, nah, he. Uh, as far as I know, he wasn't there. I'm pretty sure. I put money on it that he wasn't there. I think he was out. You know, I don't know what. I don't know what he did. He was a very, very creepy, strange dude. I guess it's not fair to say creep. Maybe he was creepy. I really don't know, but he creeps me out. Yeah, he definitely was, man. He he was. He was at Woodstock. No, he didn't play. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No. I just looked it up. You're okay. a lot. You're you owe how you owe how you owe how money now, Pete. Well, no. no, I, no you know no, what? No. Well, you said you bet money. I maybe. Uh, maybe I'm just maybe. I'm, uh, maybe actually I'm not looking at wrong. Put yeah. There you are. Look, Woodstock and Encyclopedia of the Music and Art Fair. Tiny Tim. Tiny Tim. But there's more than one Woodstock. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, the early one. Because he was born in 32, Tiny Tim. Yeah, I know he's old enough. I've yeah, never yeah. once seen a photo or any... I mean, I, you know, you know, whatever. I'm wrong. That's I assume, okay. Yeah, but... I may also be wrong. Maybe I'm just, you know, because Google selects words, doesn't it? And um, uh... Oh, yeah, here we are. It goes... Uh, well, and the bit Bob Dylan, who's who, there's the phrase, he invite, Bob invited Tiny Tim to Woodstock, and Tiny Tim came. And he performed. <laughs> There we are. <laughs> yeah, I think I see a, a a video right now. Boy, what's the saying? Color me. There will always something. be in England. What's the What's that saying? Color me. Color wrong. me bad. Color me wrong. What? Color yeah. me gone. Color, color me, me gone. bad. Color Tickle me bad. Me pink. I'm the night. Color me black. Color me in. Man, well, I'm sorry, <laughs> listeners. You know, I came into that pretty hot, and I. Uh, I just was wrong. Uh, I know, but you wouldn't. I formally but you know, apologize. Fair enough, like, you wouldn't expect Tiny Tim to be a woodstock. Well, no, I not. You know, I guess this is a, a bad thing to judge it on because, but like you know, it, like I grew up watching that net that uh that's that Netflix documentary that uh that Woodstock documentary like mm. weekly. Uh, you know the one, right? 
Have yeah, you seen totally. It? Yeah, yeah. And he's—I don't think he's anywhere to be found in that. At least, well, maybe he just did a really been. bad performance, and they were like, "We'll just stick with Jimi Hendrix burning his car, burning his own home in his 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 No, guitar. now that one you know. is Monterey Pop Festival. I know that. Oh, there we are. Right. Okay. Yeah. There you yeah. are. Um, uh, but you man. know the jokes. Hopefully, the jokes still hold. Maybe they were just like, "We don't need." Yeah, we don't. We don't <laughs> we need. Don't we don't need the video of Tiny Tim in his diaper. <laughs> Yeah, man, I'm embarrassed. I'm upset that I didn't know well, that. You know, I'm, I'm embarrassed kind of, for you, man. I'm really embarrassed. Yeah, I should just. Well, look, I can't see any images when I look on the images thing. So that's curious. So people saying that he went there in text, but maybe he didn't perform. Maybe he was just there. So who knows, man? You know, it's, no, it's, it's maybe this will all become. Maybe this will all become clear. Maybe it was another festival. Maybe it was at the famed Isle of Wight as another big festival from that yeah. time, wasn't it? Right. Yep. That yeah, uh, pretty pretty famous Who performance from that one. Yeah, right. I'm really enjoying the Coulter's distant coughs. It's like we have some <laughs> sort of ghost in the background of this episode. I feel like a ghost, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, that's how I feel for you. Yeah. I don't. I don't care. It's been warm here in Germany. Good. Germany. Yeah, Germany. But it's quite fun, weird being here this late in the summer. I mean, like, literally, I just said summer, partly because I'm delirious, but because it has still been summer, I've been walking around in T-shirts. You know, and it's a bit chillier today. I, mean, I was in this, like the fall last year, October in New York last year, but it's kind of crazy warm. Do you remember? It was like oh, bananas, yeah. bananas warm. But um, uh, it's similarly here. It's a bit confusing because, you know, like the sun's starting to go down at like, you know, it's around six o'clock ish, but yeah, it's still kind of hazy still, and warm. Yeah. And you're a bit like, is it nine o'clock? Like, what's going on? You know, because it's like summer warm, but the sun's going down early and it's, you know, it's been weird. But also, it's like, it's in, in kind of increasing my sense of general geographical confusion. You know, I'm yeah. like, where, where am I? I'm in the cave in Germany. I'm now starting to fit. What season is it? Is it now cold? Is it hot? Like, what's going on? What am I doing? Mm. Where are my friends? I'm feeling far away from my loved ones in New York City and in Wales. And, you know, it's like general general hullabaloo of uh, what am I trying to say here? What's the word I'm looking for here, guys? Help me out here. Mm-hmm. Confusion is probably probably Conf- the word confusion. Confusion is probably the word. Yeah. I think that's probably it. Yeah. Confucius. Yeah, Confucius. Confucius. Confucius says he was a wise man. <laughs> so they say. Confucius <laughs> says he was a wise man. Confucius says, I am a wise man. Mm-mm. How are you guys? Mm. Tell me a story about New York City. Tell us all a story. Tell the listeners a story about New York City Pete. this week. Hmm? Tell us a story. Huh? Huh? Um, you went go-kart racing. I did go go-kart racing. Did you uh, win? Well, did you win? I came in third place, um, which I was... Well, my team came in third place. Uh, so, yeah, I went up... Uh, you know, I work for the the classic car club of Manhattan these days. Yes, you do. And uh, they, you know, I, I'm I speaking of being in a a, a state of Confucius. Uh, I uh, state of Confucius. <laughs> I'm that's so great. The fifty first state. Yes, Confucius. Right. Confucius. <laughs> uh, pretty much every day that I go to work, I'm I'm in a state of Confucius. I've been and, in all the states, but I still ain't being a Confucius. No, I stay there. That's that's where I'm from, and that's where I stay. Because uh, you know these cars, you know all these people, most of the folks that I work with, uh, you know, grew up racing cars. You know, um, and so you know, there's Lamborghinis and Ferraris and um, you know Aston Martins and all kinds of race, various race machines, and uh, 
and so they all you know they're all pretty comfortable with those things and i'm i'm very new to all that so they all took a bunch of cars upstate someplace at mount kiosco or something like that in new york Mm -hmm. uh to do this go-kart racing thing this past week and so in true in true uh southern fit i i picked the 66 chevy c10 pickup truck for sure sure. and uh i drove that up there had a blast and got left in the dust by all the ferraris and lamborghinis and porsches and everything and uh got up there to the racetrack um with you know and i was i was pretty outgunned by everyone um and I, you know, I, I spent about a good half of the time making an absolute fool of myself, crashing hard, just flying into corners and just wrecking everybody. But so I started off, you know, we did qualifying, and then uh, I started. We start, our team started off in last place, um, you know. So you you all race for fourteen minutes, and then mm-hmm. based on how quick you were in those fourteen minutes, is your standing to start the race. So we started in last place because we were slow. Um, mm. but we had a, we had a ringer on our team and, uh, shout out to Adam, Adam Miller, dude, uh, is like, Kevin a, is, yeah, dude, like proper race car driver. And, uh, so he, 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 uh, dug us out a pretty good bit and, uh, I, uh, you know, it took a little bit of tutelage from him and, uh, we ended up in third place. It was some of the most fun things I've ever done okay. in my entire life bronze medal yeah bronze did you medal. Uh, did, did you find yourself when you're getting in the go strapping yourself into the go-kart were you like did you suddenly just go i'm gonna fucking kill this man because i've played super mario all my life oh i definitely went in with way <laughs> too much confidence like way I super, too much i would have been like i played super mario kart straight for three years in my early 20s and smoked far too much marijuana i'm just gonna fucking slay this <laughs> go-kart race well see these are like the uh you know these go-karts i think they top out at like i forgot what they said 40 50 miles an hour something like that so like they they get to moving pretty quick and when you're going around these corners you know they can they definitely go faster than you can go around a corner um and so, yeah, I mean, I, I went into some of those corners way too fast and uh, definitely hit the wall a few times, hit some other people a few times. You just like the spirit of uh, Talladega. What's, what's that place in Down in Bama, man? The big Tal- race Talladega. Talladega. Talladega yeah, Nights. Yeah, man. Dager. Dager. Have you, um, have you been there? I have been there. I've never been to a race there, uh, you know, because that's NASCAR. Um, yeah. I've, I've been to the place like i've been to the actual track uh but just never uh never a uh never during a you've race never, which is unfortunate you've never, you've never got behind the wheel no god no did you feel like you were tapping into the spirit of the teddy deacon nights mm, a little not really i mean i was definitely trying to bring that spirit to this but this is <laughs> <laughs> this is definitely a little more uh refined driving you know i mean not and i'm in no way uh you know uh, hating on NASCAR drivers because that's that's a hell of a sport and those people are super yeah. talented and whatever you know but they they drive in the big circle you know this is all like sharp turns and left and right yeah. hand turns would, would you uh, would you say that the the race that you raced on the weekend was more Talladega Nights or more Wacky Races? Mm, wait, what's Wacky Racers? What's Wacky Races? Yeah, what is that? What? Uh, I'm, I don't know. I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> have we have we come to a uh i think it's an american cultural... cartoon i think it's an american cartoon really yeah wacky pretty, racers you know i heard of wacky races that was uh, like tough for my childhood man i'm pretty 
I'm pretty certain that Wacky Races is. It was from the 60s. It was like a 60s cartoon series, and it has. Um, I mean, I'm trying to think of some of the characters you might have heard from it. It has like there was a races. female race driver called Penelope Pitstop. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I and totally watched this. And there was a driver called Dick Dastardly. Yeah, and he had the dog. He had a dog called Mutley. Yep. Oh no, yeah, I totally, I totally remember this. I didn't Dastardly realize that's what it was called. Yeah, it was yeah, dude. Races, man. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. definitely more of that. Uh, definitely more wacky at least, races. At least my my uh, my hand in it was was more of that. Uh, but, you know, I will say, I'm happy to report um, that with a little bit of tutelage from, from some of the real racers there, I, uh, I, ended, up, I ended up getting a, some pretty good lap times. You know, it was one of those things that I, real, I didn't know how little I knew about racing. I just figured, oh, man, you just, like, drive really fast. Did, you, can- like, did you surprise yourself? Were you a bit shocked? You're like, well, I didn't even know I could do that. Yeah, well, I, I went into it thinking, oh, I can definitely do this. And then destroyed myself over and over. I mean, my ribs are still sore from hitting the wall so hard. Um, and, you know, I crashed into some of my coworkers a few times. And, uh, you know, I, I, I went in with a lot of confidence. About halfway through, I had no confidence because I was like, man, this is so much harder than I thought. And then yeah. by the end of it, when people being like, okay, this is actually how you do it. This is a proper race line. Break this way. Don't break. You know, once I got yeah. just a little bit of... Uh, of someone telling me what to do, um, then, you know, then with a few laps of, of, you know, the right mindset and understanding what actually is going on, um, uh, and a little more respect for racing. I, uh, I started, you're like, I am, better. you're like, I am Dick Dastardly quite literally. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> I, I was uh, one of my, one of my teammates was like, cause we were on teams of three. Uh, one of my teammates was like, he was like, you know, I was trying to like pass people, but like, you know, I didn't want to like, you know, I didn't want to like bump anybody or hit anybody, and I was like, "Oh no, dude, I'm I'm hitting everybody." Like, I'm no, you're gonna hit absolutely everybody. Yeah, I was like, I, you know, well, there's that. What's that old uh, that? Quote? I've never done that. I'm not a very great driver. Yeah, I've never done the racing thing. Like, no, I mean, I'm I'm not. I'm like a very safe, normal, banal, boring driver, and um, I think I deep down maybe I don't know 100 trust cars. <laughs> you know, I'm just really like, keep it steady. You know, keep it steady. I can find myself creeping up on the highway maybe, but otherwise I'm just like steady as she goes. And I know some people say she should drive with confidence. I think I do drive relatively confidently, but I think there's a part of me which is definitely just safety first, you know? Yeah. Well, and um, I, I'm not a fast driver. I've never been a fast driver because, you know, I just figure I'm confident in my driving abilities, but, I, I you know, in, in the real world. Um, but, you know, I don't, I don't, I, I was, guess I was always so afraid of, other drivers and you know whatever i I don't want to make a mistake and because i just decided to drive fast for a minute like i hurt somebody else or whatever so i just never drove fast that was you know that was just never really a thing you know that and and like getting tickets and stuff i was just like that's just not worth it like to drive an extra 20 miles an hour faster to get you know 150 dollar or 200 dollar ticket no, I'm not doing yeah. that. That's I haven't stupid. crashed. Have you crashed a car? I haven't crashed a car. I have crashed. I, uh, yeah. I my first one, uh, I guess I've really only ever crashed once that really counted, but it was in high school and it was uh, after prom on the way to a party. Uh, my car loaded up full of people and uh, I, I, I totaled my car. It was the end wow. of a, it was a pretty rough prom. I was actually there with my ex-girlfriend. Uh, my buddy... 
Chris, he was there with Caitlin, maybe. I don't know. It was it was a weird prom, you know. Like the the lineup was definitely strange. Um, and so I look at it as you know, I think I paid everybody a good service that night by crashing the car. Uh, <laughs> Did them all a favor. Yeah, so they could all disperse and go their own way. You know, we didn't feel like yeah, we had to yeah. be linked anymore. I've been in a couple of car crashes. I mean, I, one big one and one like minor one actually. But um, but then my, I remember the first time I came across it was my big brother when he was seventeen. Um, had a really bad car crash and was like astonishingly lucky to like be okay. He was not just like totally okay, but he uh, drove his girlfriend back to um, like beyond the top of North London. So it was like a good ten mile drive or something mm-hmm. from where um, the family home was that time and uh and then he just drove home you know but it was just super late and super tired he was like totally sober and all that jazz but like he as is really common i think it's like a common thing that you um that you're more likely to clash to crash a car within a mile of home oh yeah because you just you know the roads really well and you just like you stop thinking or something well and it's you know also I mean? the only place you're guaranteed to drive every time you drive you yeah, of I mean? course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know. I hadn't quite thought of it like that, but yeah. I think there's a the thing. I think what they talk, they say, they, you know, the uh, yeah, omnip- the big the, they. Om- the omniscient they. Um, it is said by they that um, uh, that it's like more that you just become lazy, you know, because mm-hmm. you know the road super well. Oh, and totally. That, and obviously, if you're late at night, you're tired or whatever. So it's exactly what happened to my brother. He used to drive. Or we had used to have this family car, like one of those huge Peugeot four hundred four estates. It just looked like now. It just hold looked, on, was it actually huge or was it UK no, huge? Those, no, no, those things are like tanks. I mean, obviously not like big, like a like a Hummer or anything like that. Yeah, you know, no, no. I mean, those sort of cars didn't exist at the time either, for that matter. You know, it was like you know in the early nineties in the UK anyway. You wouldn't buy like sort of what you call those sort of like the big Range Rovers or whatever, like Chelsea tractors if you see them in London. But um, that those sort of cars weren't really knocking around at the time. You know, particularly you, they are more now. But um, the SUV thing hadn't really made its way. Uh, but it was like a big, really weirdly long car, the Persia. I think it was a 404, 405, 403, whatever. But they like, you know, really not particularly attractive looking, like long like for a, a big family. There'd be yeah, like, like two rows of station wagon. Yeah, like a big, you guys would call it exactly the yeah. station wagon. Station yeah. wagon. You know, and like, like the Volvo probably being the ultimate station wagon at that time. Yeah, you know? exactly. As the advert went, Volvo, boxy but good and um that <laughs> they uh but we had this, this very ugly sort of red peugeot like <laughs> station wagon and my brother just titled it man he was driving home and he was like within about a quarter of a mile and he just fell asleep at the wheel because he was so tired and it was like three o'clock in the morning oh no he literally didn't even know what happened like he came to as the car was going through like um it one of three metal bollards you know like big sort of metal you know the things they put alongside roads um yeah do you, you guys use the word bollard as a little trans- no, transatlantic I, moment of cultural it confusion might, here? It might be cultural Confucius. Uh, Confucius. I think, Confucius what, what do we call it? Gar- I mean, I think I call it just guardrail. Yeah, like a guardrail. I mean, I'm like, it's like a sort of, you know, like a mini obelisk, like a little sort of thick metal oh, thing oh, that just juts up on the I edge see. of the road. You know I what see, I mean? I like, see, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we call them a bollard. And I think they just put them up sometimes, you know, on sort of traffic corners and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and But there were like three in a row, and he went through three of them. Because when he fell asleep at the wheel, he just like passed out, and his foot was on the accelerator and just went down on the yeah. accelerator. So he suddenly just went and just like plowed through them, 
And, you know, he woke up on the first one and then went through another two because in the midst of trying to figure out what the fuck was going on, you know. Yeah. But he literally just took the car apart and the only, like, the only thing that was left was the driving compartment, you know, I think. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, so he, like, completely uh, totaled the uh, family car. The station, the station wagon? Station the phrase, wagon. The station, the station wagon. But that is uh, actually, in terms of the car crashes, I was not in that car crash, obviously, but car crashes, I was actually a part of. There's a sort of legendary car crash in... In the uh, we got a replacement station wagon. I think it was after that one. No, this was before. Hmm, I can't remember. It was either after or before, but uh, either way, it was the same model of car. <laughs> but um, Wait, <laughs> I was you, you all into st- the station wagons. But you, um, I uh, call station wagons estates, a state car. Yeah, something like a state. I think yeah. I'm not big up on the cars, but we don't use station wagon. That's so yeah. I think like an estate. Yeah, yeah. Um, but. But we had a really, spe- I had a spectacular crash when I was at school. Obviously, I wasn't driving. It was when I was about, ooh, shader. I think I must have been about 12 or 13 or something. And um, my mum picked up me and uh, one of my brothers. I was about 12, I think. And um, and then two other boys were at a boys' school and who lived near us and were driving us home. And the school was up on a hill in North London called Highgate. There's a little village on the top of this hill called Highgate Village. I mean, it's in the city, it's in the city but it's called a village, a bit like the West Village, you know. Yeah. And um, and we were driving, it has a really steep hills on either side of it. And there's one called West Hill, which goes down towards the edge of Hampstead Teeth, and this is on our way home. And I have a really vivid memory of this, that we were driving, and I was in the front seat next to my mum, and there were three other boys in the back, including my little brother. And... Um, and we were driving down West Hill and suddenly at the bottom of it, I mean, literally straight ahead of us, out of a side road, came a Ferrari F40. Oh. Like screaming out. It like, uh, went, you know, mad quick, right? It like yeah. into the other side of the road onto its side of traffic. It smashed into a wall on the side of the car like bounced off it and just went screaming ahead and just drove into our lane and drove right into the front of us. Wow. Like, you know, like one of those crashes that, like, literally nothing could have been avoided. Like, just like mad, weird, random chance. Like, you know, and you'd think that maybe, you know, we all could have been seriously injured. But what was really interesting about it was, like, by the grace of uh, the big bearded man upstairs, you know, it was that car was going like mad quick. It was a Ferrari F40. And they're not big cars, but we were in a tank. Mm -hmm. We were in a tank. And the thing is, I remember about it was like, it suddenly happened. I think my mum was obviously very distressed, but I think she was like holding it together because it was four kids and she wanted to check on all the kids. Yeah. But at like, the front of she's our... She's the mum B.E. She's the mum B.E. after all, yeah. And um, that she, I think, what I remember very vividly was the front of the car, the bonnet was like a triangle, you know, crunched the front yeah. of the car a bit. But we all got out and everyone was okay. And my seat had gone forward. And I remember my head was like about four inches away from the dashboard, but... Um, and I think my mum had like a sort of arthritic thing in her hands for a while because her hands just gripped so tightly, you know. But mm. but the thing is, is that Ferrari was completely demolished. Oh, yeah. and I'm only laughing because the guy was not injured again. Remarkably, the dude in the car seat in the Ferrari was not injured. Like his whole car was completely obliterated, apart from the driving compartment, a bit like that story I told about my brother. Yeah. And what was mad is we got out and this guy was sitting, I can remember it really vividly. He was sitting in his compartment and he was just kind of laughing hysterically like out of shock i think he was like ha, 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 ha. and then we were like me and my friends reacted and my brother just we laughed at him <laughs> we were a bit like we literally were a bit like fuck you man <laughs> you, crash your you ferrari and idiot you crush your ferrari you idiot yeah you know and then 
he uh, the cops turned up right and then an ambulance turned up and i think my mum obviously time i got my dad we went to my mum i think i can't really remember but i think went to hospital because she was i think was a bit shocked or something but she was okay no breaks yeah. but the really interesting thing was this guy gave a false name and address no um yeah yeah and wow. so and it wasn't and also make it check this out this is what makes it a good story it wasn't his car it was well, a friend of his car yep it was he'd borrowed a friend of his car and he was like apparently high as a kite and he had like a he had a history of like a couple of drug arrests and stuff mm. so the theory Oof. that was that was around was that he was probably high as a kite i mean he was driving insanely quick i mean it was bananas do you know what i mean he literally yeah. came screaming out of a road crashed into one side of the into a wall then went screaming into our side of the road you know he must have been going it was like a residential street he must have been going at like 60 miles an hour no no shadow of a doubt you know and um, I mean, mad dangerous. Lucky that we so uh, we survived. You know, we were all okay. But that was the value of driving in a tank in a station wagon. I think you know. That's right. But the, the next day, I went in, and it was like a cool story to tell everybody in school. I was like, tell them the story. I survived, and we crashed into Ferrari Forty. But literally, no one believed me. <laughs> they were like, that it was news. an F Forty. Yeah. <laughs> it was a Ferrari. Yeah. They're Big like, news. Yeah, I've had it. They were like, I've had a crash with a space shuttle, and I was like, no, fuck you, man. Like, I was like, like this is a crash with a Ferrari Forty, and they were like, yeah, I've had a crash with a horse and carriage. They're like, I've had it, you know, and I was literally, yeah. no one believed me. It was bizarre. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's those things. That's why whenever I'm driving, I mean, obviously it's not, they're not mine at the car club. So like, I, I don't drive them crazy for one, cause they're not mine. And, and for tell two, the cops you're Brandon Chicken. Yeah, exactly. Uh, my name, Brandon Chicken. One, two, three, Cluck House Road. Uh, but like, you know, I, I don't really, I don't, I don't drive those things crazy cause the few times I've like tried to drive them crazy, I scared myself enough and being like, Oh no, this isn't, this isn't like a Toyota Camry. Like I can't just like drive crazy and be like, Oh, that was fun. Like if you drive <laughs> crazy, you'll just go 180 miles an hour until you die. Uh, yeah, those things are, those things are crazy, dude. It's too much. Yeah, I, I think maybe, maybe that was like uh, maybe that car crash laid in my, um, um, Laid in my car wariness, you know, as a result of that. Maybe there's somewhere lurking in the background. But then at the same time, I survived. So maybe that should make me feel indestructible that I could, like, destroy a Ferrari F40 in my big tank. And I, I should take You're that into the future. man. That's right. Yeah. You know, dedicate this episode yeah. to Peugeot. It was the indomitable Welsh spirit, no doubt. Yeah. The unbreakable Welshman. It's not. I guess it's <laughs> not. It's uh, Peugeot. They even, their little logo. I love the way you even, say that. Peugeot. Huh? The way you say that, so you say it properly. It's probably how the French say it. Peugeot. Peugeot. That's what I think. Peugeot. That's what do you, how do you say I mean, it? No, I mean, it probably is. I think we just have like some weird anglicized pronunciation of it. We say Peugeot. Peugeot. Oh, yeah. Peugeot. Yeah. Per, Pergiot. Pugiot. Pugiot. Yeah, dude. Good old. Pugiot. What's the other? Oh, and the other one that took me a long time to realize how to say it right was, you know, what I always thought was Renault. Renault. <laughs> Yep, Renault. Renault sounds like Renault. Renault sounds like the same as some sort of '80s Danish philosopher, doesn't it? Yep. Kind of like I was reading the works of Renault and had a revelation. Yep, Renault. Renault. I like cars, man. I wish I didn't like cars. <laughs> Renault van <laughs> Renault van Kirken Jensen serves him. Yep. <laughs> Renault. Renald Confucian Sorensen said wisely Sevenson. the early 70s. I was, because, um, you know, I, I think I've told you guys, you know, I've sporadically been doing a sort of bit of like music and songwriting with uh, my friend Matthew. And mm. um, we've done some sort of generic, what they call, you know, like library music, sort of, sort of generic background music and stuff. Music to be played in the yeah, library. Yeah. 
Yeah, music to be played in the library or to be played in the background of nature documentaries. You know, nothing that's going to get in the way of actually. Um, yeah, there's that. There's that ghostly cough. And um, but in terms cough. of like, in terms of like weird, uh, <laughs> in terms of weird Danish or Scandinavian names, uh, my friend Matt, who I uh, work with, is a proper full on full time composer. But he has uh, he has a variety of pseudonyms. Because he can work in so many different forms and fields. Uh, yeah, um, I can't. I'm not going to say what all of his pseudonyms are, because <laughs> that's the point of them being a pseudonym, I guess. Uh, but he has about ten of them because he can work work so widely, and uh, he kind of benefits him for having these different aliases, so he can work in all sorts of different fields as a composer without people being like, "Hey, you know, aren't you that guy that did that?" Yeah. You know, in fact, he's even. I think one of his pseudonyms is literally the name of a Bond villain, like a rather in, yes. like rather indiscriminate. Bond villain but then I thought I actually talking of the Scandinavian thing that I then was like I really love that and I, I actually thought that maybe I could do a Scandinavian adaptation of um, one of my of my name as one of my sort of music pseudonyms I don't know what why about why that really tickled me but I, I literally thought like you know like obviously my last name is John so maybe I could turn that into Jan because they don't like the J you know yep. so mm -mm. And um, you know, Jonsson, Jonsson, Jonelson, or something like that. Yeah. Maybe you know, do this. Uh, who I think would compose sort of icy glacial string music. You know, those those names are really hard. When we were, when we were <laughs> in, uh, yeah, they're Breaking insane. Names. When they're because they're, they're like uh, I don't know. When we were in France, there I was meeting some of those dudes. Some guy's name was Four Force. Force? Force. Force. Something like that. Uh, another guy was... Or like that. Knit. 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 Yeah. Like, they're all like... they're they're the, the letters don't line up in ways that make sense to me. Yeah. You know? They're always so hard. Force. And I, every time I would say it, he'd be like, no, it's this. And I'd be like, fools. No, it's fools. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just making a noise with an F at the beginning. I've been having that here in Germany. Yeah. Uh, in, whenever I actually emerge from the cave and you know send smoke signals to my my long lost uh, loves and friends in far flung places, I'm sure you guys have been receiving those smoke signals. But um, oh yeah, but totally. often when I am um, yeah, and uh, uh, often when I go out and uh, I try to engage with some Germans here in Germany, um, I realise of course that you know you think that the the, the words the German words uh, they you can sort of do a phonetic version of them. They they look like they're they're translatable. Do yeah. you know what I mean or sayable? Yeah. But actually, it's just like you said, the actual pronunciation of that seemingly like quite straightforward word in natural German sounds nothing like it. Yeah. You know, I was like, yes, I live just off, um, you know, like, yes, I'm staying nearby. Well, I'm trying to think of a word, a street I'm nearby. I'm not far away from a place called, looks, it's spelled S-K-A-L-I-T-Z-E-R. Skalitzer. Skalitzer. Right. Skalitzer, yeah, that's pretty straightforward. Mm -hmm. But like, it doesn't sound like that, man. Yeah. You know, it's like it's like Skalitza Strasse. Yeah. Skalitza Strasse. You know, it's very weird. Rangelstorstrasse. Or, you know, or something. It's like, I was like, what? What? <laughs> That's not where it is. Can we go? Well, I mean, we, <laughs> we, you know, it's like our, uh, in New York City here, you got Houston, and they they say Houston, but it's They're just Houston. Wrong. It's spelled yeah, Houston. Wrong. It's Houston, just wrong. Man. Just wrong, man. <laughs> you guys dead, have just got it wrong. You just got it wrong. Decalb. So Hugh. Yeah. yeah. That's the, um, also in New Orleans as well, that's regular because they have all the French 
night street names. Oh yeah. But they've but they've adapted them into their own pronunciations. Chapatulas. Yeah, you speak meet these French people here, there, and they just they just find it infuriating because they're actual French words. I met like, a French person. Yeah, they'd be like Chatuaa, and like, yeah. no, 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 it's Chapatulas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're saying it wrong, it's Chapatulas. <laughs> yeah. That word right there, I'm doing Chapatula. Going is that down pretty... Chapatula Street. Mm-hmm. But it's the same with a lot of American place names, isn't it? Which of many of them are Native American. Oh, yeah. Names. Oh, yeah, and, for yeah, sure. Of course, that's a really great example of that. I mean, it happens all over. Like, Lafayette, one of my favorite... Alabama. Yeah, yeah Lafayette. And, um, La- Lafayette. One of my... No, Lafayette. Lafayette. What's the... Um, uh... I mean, there's loads of places in New-, in New York State which have Native American names. Oh, dude, them. all of I mean, yeah. all of it. Uh, yeah, yeah, so many. I can't even hardly read a lot of the the road signs when i'm driving because there's so many and they're long yep but i love the mispronunciations it's like i think one of my favorite scenes in any film ever is that bit in wayne's world where they meet alice cooper backstage mm-hmm. do you remember that yeah. do you remember that scene and like and it turns out alice cooper's really into history <laughs> and he kind of lectures <laughs> them on things in history and and there's that brilliant bit when he corrects them on the pronunciation of milwaukee <laughs> oh you yeah know? they're like yeah well walking he was like he was like actually that's a Native American word, which is pr- correctly pronounced Milwaukee. <laughs> <Like that. laughs> and there's a of Alice Cooper just with his like black eye shadow, You're looking uh, incredibly earnest in Gotham Wayne, just being like, "All oh, right, yeah, sure, sorry." sorry yeah, I, I believe he's probably that way in real life. Yeah, I can believe it too. Totally. That's why I think what makes it so funny that like Alice Cooper's like a secret like etymolo- etymology buff or something. Oh, dude, Alice Cooper. I want to hang out with Alice Cooper. Real Apparently, time. he's Hang super into cars. He's still alive, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. I hope. Yeah. Rule. School's, school's still out, isn't it, basically, for Alice Cooper? Oh, dude. School's out yeah. forever. Forever. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. What was dude, that? Dude, I'm echo? like echoing in the background a little bit. I See, but I was going to say, you've hardly, I feel like you've hardly been in this episode. I feel like you've been like, you're like this ghostly coughing presence in the background. Is that, do you dare not speak because you feel like I'm afraid a of cough the cough might man. just come out of your mouth? Well, I had yeah. to, I had to, to, go to parts unknown there for like a little bit in the middle section of the episode and then yeah i've just been like you know i'm just been i'm, I'm absorbing a lot um yeah, very good, very i'm learning good. I feel like yeah i feel like uh feeling a little little rough this week we lost a we lost an episode um that we had recorded mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but we're gonna we're, we're making it up today and we're gonna we're gonna get everything sorted out which one uh, did we lose we lost a conversation with Sean Dietrich, Sean of the South, um, but he's been very gracious about it, and he's going to do. It. We're going to do it again. Yeah, we're going to have oh, another conversation. This time, maybe we'll get you in there, and we can teach you what a fifth yeah. wheel is. Well, that's probably why it got lost in the first place. You yeah, know, yeah. The, um, the mechanics of the secret parts of the universe have all, you know organized for that to be taken away from my listeners, because obviously I need to be a part of that. You know? yeah, yeah, I think I'm still figuring out how to have like four jobs at one time right now, uh, mm. and on top of being sick. So it's been a it's been a couple of weeks, man. It's been a yeah, couple man. of weeks. I'm kind of expecting that when I return to New York, that I'll probably just get ill. It's what happens to me. Yeah. I was ill for like the whole of last winter. <laughs> do you have plans to return before the holiday? Uh, when you say the holiday, do you mean Christmas or do you mean Thanksgiving? I don't know either. Either one, um, yeah, I think so. I got. Um, I mean, my deadline is uh, in two weeks' time, so um, I suspect I'll probably be working up to that deadline. Like, I've made some progress, you know. I feel like I'm making progress, but um, 
lot, many words have been written, but you know how coherent those words are. It's obviously a different question. But, um, it is obviously uh, a different question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I've been writing some good words, I think. Some good words. The last word I wrote, literally the last word I wrote was hallelujah. Oh, it was brilliant. hallelujah. That's a good word. It's a good word. It's a good word, isn't it? Yeah, it's got a good word. It's and um, and uh, it turns out at the moment, you know, I've been trying to sort of write a sermon because obviously this is a play about something in a church. Mm. And uh, so someone has said hallelujah. But as to whether that hallelujah will stay or go, well, it's still to be seen. Uh, but in terms of coming back to New York, hallelujah, can I get a witness? Can I hear somebody? Um, I, um, uh, somebody help me. Somebody help me. Somebody help me. Um, I uh, Somebody help me get back to New York City. <laughs> uh, somebody help me. Somebody give me a plane ticket. Um, I uh, um, will be back. I've got to come in because I've got a green card and there's like a limit on time you can be away. Yeah, it's, yeah. Is it not like six months or eight months or something? Yeah, it's 180 days from, from yeah. leaving. I thought it was for the year, but it's not. It's just from when you leave. And um, yeah. So, I, you know, I left in early June. So obviously I've got until the end of the year, but I would like to be back before. I don't want to cut too far. I'm not, you know... Um, and obviously, like, uh, since I left the place in Fort Greene um, back in February, I've had all sorts of stuff in a storage box. So I do feel a bit like I am sort of need to go and look in the box. It's like, what's in the box? As, uh, Brad <laughs> what's in the box? Says, in seven, what's in the box? The answer, of course, is how all your life is in the box. What's in the box? And um, so I need to go and look at the, what's in the box and um, make some decisions about that. And I suspect I'll be back at some point in November. You know, if my deadline's and I hit it, then after that I'll be back at some point there, I think. But, I, you know, as to exactly when or where or whatever, then I don't know yet. We'll see. Well, I really know, want to be know, there like, during the fall. It's my favourite time. We've talked about this many a time. Oh, yeah. The fall in well, New York City. You should, you you should, should definitely hurry up because it's getting winter fast. Yeah. And uh, you should d- definitely come back for Thanksgiving because we've got our, uh, our lovely Nordic ladies coming back uh, to New York. We've turned this podcast from like decidedly like a southern pro Welsh thing into mm-hmm. like we're getting pretty heavy. Like our our new queen is Swedish. Yeah. Like we were just a Scandinavian. Yeah. I work for Lego now. We're just a Scandinavian yeah. podcast at this yeah. point in time. Yeah, it's true. Well, we might yeah, as well set up what, shop in IKEA. Car club. I think you got a Fisker. They, see. Um, I think we need to. Um, I think the key thing is that we need to change the title of the show to the one of the Scandinavian languages. The Fadenskipen. Um, which one do we want? I, mean, I think I we should just Google Translate. I think we should just not. Ch- I think we should just make it look Scandinavian. Like mm-hmm. do it IKEA style. Like we'll just throw a couple of umlauts, umlauts. and some more ends in there. <laughs> yeah, maybe a J. Yeah, maybe a J. Or a J or yeah. K. Yeah, so. so T H E with two dots over the E. <laughs> yep. Fire, like fire like is F J I R N E. Yep. Perfect. Uh, can you confirm that in the, uh, in the Swedish will be just S apostrophe K. Yep. J e with the line over it. J P. Yeah. The fire escape. Um, that, sounds, uh, that seems right. We need one of those O's. With the, we need one of those cancel sign O's, uh-huh. like the O's yes. with the line through it. Yes. I don't really know what that does, but we need one of those. Yeah. I can confirm to you that in natural Swedish, it is Elden Fleer is the fire escape. According to Google Translate, Elden Fleer. And more... I can also tell you that I can also tell you that in Swedish, Roll Tide is Rulvatten. See, I—I'll be honest. I'm more—I uh, want to lean more toward the uh, the Nordic 
the, uh, okay. the Norwegian. You're going to do our Norwegian. queen that way. Well, our queen is Swedish, but she she reigns she over unites, the whole of unites, yeah, okay. the Scandinavian unites world. And she unites all the territories. I, I definitely yeah. associate, even though I am like, uh, I almost said heretically. That's not proper. He is, her, he is a heretic. <laughs> He's a Swedish but heretic. My, my heritage is, is Swedish. But I, I just I, I, uh, I connect with the Norwegians, man. The Nords are my people. Yeah, you probably are a bit Nord. You're a big lad. Both you guys are probably a little bit Nordy. Yeah, I just I, I, I'm into Nordy boys. I've been watching I can, Nordy, Nordy boys. boys. Nordy, <laughs> Nordy boys. I've, Naughty. I've been There's watching a, uh, that show Norseman. Have you seen that? How? No, dude. Oh, dude, boy. it's so good. Oh, I watched boy. all of it. Do yourself a favor. Uh, it's for all Firescape listeners. It is now required watching. Uh, you have funny. to watch Norseman. If you, it's it's just good. It's, but it's do they ever good. say the phrase "brannenflikta," which means Firescape? No. Brannenflikta. I don't know. See, I like that. I do like that. I like Brannenflikta. that. Yeah, brannenflikta. Brannenflikta. I will say it's and, very um, weird. I have been stuck in New York. Roll like Tide is also people. just Roll Tide, apparently in Norwegian. Yeah. So there we are. Google Translate two D's in there, though. The, the no, there's just Roll Tide. It. Roll Tide. Yeah. Just go straight to Roll Tide. If you do it into Swedish, though, it's, um, they say, uh, Roll Tide. I know we've already done that for Swedish. Surely that can't be the case. I mean, come on now. Surely Roll Tide tra- must translate. Roll Tide. Oh, no, it does. You see in Norwegian. No, sorry. Now I've typed it in small uh, caps. Mm. It is. It's pretty good, though. It's Rolevan. Hurlivan. Hilariously, I'm doing some ridiculous sort of rhythm as if I think that's what Hurlivan. 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 They do talk. The very, it is a very bouncy sounding language. Okay, they do like. Well, uh, I know we have Norwegian listeners, and I know that you're listening. And um, what I can say is, I hope I'm not too far far afield with my um, absurd attempt at a, a Norwegian accent. There. No, I think I think it's dead on. When I was an actor, I, I remember auditioning for a Dutch part. In fact, I auditioned to play Vincent Van Gogh, Van Gogh. In fact, as they say in the Americas, that's right. Uh, but um, uh, Gough. Uh, uh, Gough. Van Gogh, Van Gogh, Van Um uh, And um, and I had to do. He was. It was this play called Vincent in Brixton about when he lived in London as a young man, and I um, had to learn how to do a Dutch accent. And often, like when you're trying to learn how to do dialects as an actor, right, you often get like a key phrase or something that helps you click into it. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like mm-hmm. a bit like maybe Roll Tide. If I was trying to do an Alabama accent, I might just think of Roll Tide and I can get into it. But I remember when I was trying to learn a Dutch accent, I just couldn't find a key phrase that worked. And I was like, it was really because I found that really helpful to have like a sentence that you can say and it sort of gets you into it, especially before you go and do an audition. Yeah. And for Dutch, in the end, the thing that helped me get into the space. Was just simply making the noise, di do di do di do di. Yep, that sounds Dutch. To our me. Dutch listeners, they're definitely no one's offended by that at all. <laughs> I literally would be like, Dinga before Dinga I did Dinga. the scene, I remember literally Dinga before, <laughs> before I literally went in to do this audition, I was outside oh, in the hall and I was like, and I was just trying to get in the zone. I was like, di do di do di do di, and then I went in and did it. And I got, and I like got, I got down to the last two, but I didn't get the job. Happy so belated Leaf Erickson Day to all our Scandinavian <laughs> yeah. listeners too. It's the day after Indigenous Peoples Day. Yep, hang a ding a dergen to you. Yep. Why? Like that just needs to be a bigger day than Leaf Erickson Day than Columbus Day. Come yeah, on, I would agree. Real. Leaf, I would agree. I do. Um, my cousins and I used to like 
be about Leif Erikson Day. We actually thought we invented it. Wow. Do you believe that? Yeah. I mean, I'm, no, do I believe yeah. that you thought <laughs> yeah. that? Sure. Yeah. Which cousins were it? Me and Hunter and shit. Yeah, okay, and 100%. Them. I definitely believe yeah, that. We definitely, you in Florida, we were like, oh, dude, we're going to make. They might still think thought that, think that they that y'all yeah. invented it. It's possible. Yeah, I don't know, man. Know. For years. I mean, that was just like, and then I saw, like, Lee, I was like, dude, how does everyone know about Leif Erikson? Like, this is great. This is working. Yeah. They're the people, the people Maybe are listening. Maybe you did. Maybe you made it happen. Maybe you never did, know. man. I don't know. All I know is, speaking of exploring, I have not been, like, somehow I've been the odd, like, I'm always the one that's leaving New York. It's true. And I ain't been leaving New York. No. Mm. <laughs> My yeah. wife's been gone. Places. You've been gone. Mm-hmm. Howell's been gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not even, Ritter's probably been all over the place. I don't know what I he feel does. Like I'm in, I feel like I'm in exile, you know, that's how I feel. In I'm in exile. exile at the moment. I'm in exile. This is your time on uh, El- Elba. Elba. Yeah, this is my 40 days and 40 nights, man. I feel like I'm in the desert, you know. Yeah. But we are plotting with you to return you to your rightful spot on the throne. Napoleon yeah, exactly. Yeah. Howl yeah, part. Yeah. <laughs> Howl part. Napoleon Howl part. I will take that. Definitely. Definitely. That can be um, your. That can be one of your uh, pseudonyms for writing library music. Yeah, yeah. With, with, uh, with Jon Yonelson, <laughs> Napoleon Howl part. Oh. I'd, and uh, I'd, maybe I could, I'd probably have to really, really like generate a small man syndrome as well if I was going to do Napoleon. I'd have to get really angry about my sense of self and, you know, and, um, yep. and indignant and I have to do a lot of shouting. I, I, you, I meant to say this earlier while you're talking about uh, uh, pseudonyms. I don't know if you know this about me, Howell, but my <laughs> favorite thing on the planet, number one, Above everything, making up fake names. Making up fake names. It is my favorite thing in the entire is it world. Really? That's yes. so funny. That's like, pretty... just, I, it, I love it. I, I think it's the like nothing will make me laugh harder than somebody like doing a fake name bit. To that, Are you about to friend. pull up this Japanese? That's exactly what game. I'm doing. Yep. I posted it. So some people may have seen it on our Instagram recently. This is the funniest thing in the entire world to me. <laughs> So back, background on this, a Japanese uh, video game company was making a baseball game and they didn't get any licenses for any MLB players or teams or anything like that. So they just made up a really like what they thought of as American sounding names. Uh, this is what, this players. is this is a Japanese yeah Japanese game designers coming up with a list of American who what they sounded, thought sounded like American names. Sleeve McDykel. <laughs> Onsen, Onsen Sweeney, Daryl Archidello, yep. Uh, Daryl Archidello, I can see that in America. <laughs> Anatoly Smorin, Ray McSriff, <laughs> Glenn, Al- Glenn Allen Mixon. This is Glenn fantastic. Where's he from? I want to know where these people are. Dude, Glenn are. Allen Mixon plays, <laughs> plays uh, cornerback for Ole Miss. You know 100%, that. 100%. Uh, let's see. Raul Chamber- Chamberlain. Awesome. Uh, there's the thing that makes me laugh is when they're so clear. Like Chamberlain is a real last name, but Chamberlain. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, what's the? There's a couple. I'm not going to read. There's a bunch of them. I'll just pick out a couple more. Uh, Bobson Dugnut. That's a classic. Willie Dustus, my personal favorite. Uh, Jerome Grid. Uh, Shown <laughs> Furcoat. Shown Furcoat. Shown Furcoat. Uh, Shown. Dwight Rortugal. I don't cool. know where that one came from. Uh, 
Tim, I guess a lot of these are like inherently Hispanic. Yeah, sounding it's baseball because it's baseball. Uh, Carl Dandleton, Mike. Carl Dandleton. <laughs> uh, Mike Cernandez. And then my other my other number one favorite, Todd Gonzalez. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> oh Lord have mercy. Todd Gonzalez. No, but, yeah, com- coming up Dude, Glenn Allen Mixon is definitely he Can plays like linebacker with... for Ole Miss, I'm oh, pretty sure. Oh my god, I'm crying. That stuff makes me laugh so hard. I you love know there's it, a thing in I'm um, talking about funny names or nicknames. There's a thing in uh there's a thing in Wales. I mean it's not like a regular thing, but it's like a sort of a I'm trying to think of the best way to describe it, but right, the, the, the Welsh name for David, right, is Dai. Dai. D-A, D-A-I, yeah, uh, Dai. Or it's like a shortening. You can have like yeah. David as well, um, which also means David. But um, Dai is a sort of like really common first name in Wales, and it's sort of Welsh version of David. But it's also like a sort of nickname for just like, there's often you get these punning names of someone being called Dai when they're not even necessarily called Dai. But they'll be given it as a nickname, like almost a bit like a regular Joe. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and there'll be like a die something, but there'll be then like a joke last name. There'll be die something. And the joke, the last name will be something to do with who they are, or what they do, you know? Yeah. So my, my, for example, in my dad's village and outside Cardiff, when he was a kid, there was a guy whose name was die bones. Die and he bones. was called, he was called die bones because he worked in a glue factory. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah, get it? Uh-huh. Grinding, grinding up the horse. Yeah, grinding up the horse bones. So he was known as Die Bones because everyone thought he stank of horse bones or glue, you know. So they'd be like, "Here comes Die Bones." I think that's a gnarly know, sounding it's, name. It's pretty yeah, cool name. Know, exactly. It's like something out of a western, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, he should become street. a boxer with that type of name. Yeah. yeah well, my, you know, friend, I guess we do that here with like the Mick thing too. You know, if you you call somebody like, you know, I don't know, like Coulter Mick Pajama Pants over here. You yep. know, like you'd do something like you, you know what I mean? You, you yeah, could, uh, or we do the same thing with Joe too. Like, yeah. Oh, you know, uh, I can't think of it, but like Joe, somebody or something. Yeah. Like yeah. That. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, I like, Oh God, dude, nothing is more yeah, fun. There's a really, I mean, I'm trying to think of another example. There's a guy I know down in West Wales, uh, called Morgan. He told me a story about <laughs> in the pub one night to give you a really good example of it. And he said, um, I've actually nicked this story already and I put it in a play. Um, but he, uh, he, we were talking about, um, uh, like, you know, this, the, uh, the size of the, the village and like how people stay there for most of their lives and stuff like that. And, um, and uh, he was like, he could, he, Morgan, my friend had moved away for a while himself. Right. And then he had returned to the village and he just said, and he said to me, he said, well, you know, it's like the story of, uh, you know, I mean, he said, do you remember Die Came Back? And I went, who? Die <laughs> Came went, Back. And he went, he went, you know, Die Came Back. And I was like, Die Came Back? I was like, I don't know him. And he was like, yeah, you do, you know, Die, Die Came Back. I was like, no, I, went, I, was like, I don't know, Die Came Back. And he went, yeah, man, you know, Die, uh, do you remember he, um, it was a bit of a scandal. He left his wife. And I was like, oh, no, I'm really, which die? And I know there's a couple of dice in the village. Yeah. <laughs> he, you know, he left his wife and he uh, moved to Aberystwyth, which is, you know, like 50 miles up the coast. Mm. And I was like, oh, shit, moved to Aberystwyth. And he was like, oh, that's right. Moved to Aberystwyth with his mistress. <laughs> and I was like, well, shit. And he went, but then after about a year, uh, his mistress kicked him out. And I went, all <laughs> oh, right. And he was like, and so he came back. <laughs> <laughs> And so, like, ever since then, he's just been known as. Die came back. 
Don came back because he came That's back. That's so good. <laughs> you know? Our buddies well, in actually, college. Where, when I, to this day, don't know actually if this guy actually exists. But I mean, you know what I mean? It was just a project. Oh, dude, story, he exists. You know? <laughs> yeah, Di came back. The, the originator of all of this, the, the people who helped me discover my love for fake names, uh, is some of our buddies in college. <laughs> and they had a list of fake names. They, they came up with names for uh like a, a, a football game like on the you yeah know, on the video games or whatever and uh, they named all their players all these crazy names but they started to where they would use those names for official fraternity business when they if they had to like if like the somebody. fire marshal came to yeah. like check the you know like everything to like you know make sure the building was up to code and stuff yeah. like that because it's like a multi whatever they, they would use these fake names so that they would come back and the, you know the fire marshal would be like yeah, talk to uh, Newt Newt Prepuce about this, and be like, "Who? It's some guy named oh, Newt Slurm, Newt Prepuce, Slurm Turner. Slurm Turner. That was a classic. Uh, DJ uh, Deuce, DJ Deuce Grown. Uh, uh, ankle spank. Yep. Uh, Slurm Turner is far and away my favorite. But yeah, they would like. I think maybe that's what it was. Slurm Turner was is what they would use to handle yeah. all the official Slurm business. Turner. Yeah, that was that was the one. <laughs> And that's like when they first told me that I was crying laughing and that, that was it. And that's when I was like, oh, I think I think fake names are the funniest thing that exists. It's a funny name. So great. So great. Like there was a um, there was a Doug, there's a, have you heard of Douglas Adams, the writer who mm. did Hitchhiker's Guide? Oh, oh yeah, 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 sure. Sure. Yeah, yeah. He had a little book um, where he he collected the names of small English villages and um and uh, then he and changed them into, you know, he changed the meaning. So there were the names of small English villages, and then they became, you know, like activities or strange sort of, um, yeah, you know, sort of strange afflictions or something like that. But um, unfortunately, I have no examples I can give you. But um, it was a similar sort of thing, sort of fake name, sort of, oh, it's, sort of, sort of jive. You it's know, my favorite like thing. What's the podcast that you showed me with that that character that kind of like. Uh mid kind of chicago sounding guy that does the milk leg hot tub foot oh shoot that's bob duca from uh, bob duca. from comedy bang bang yes uh he, yeah. he does a bit where there's like a list of he's the uh, scott Ackerman. scott Ackerman is the host of it he is the uh ex stepdad you know ex stepdad <laughs> of this guy uh yeah and so he has all these all these ailments, many ailments, milk leg, hot tub foot, hot tub foot. trickle nipple, <laughs> trickle nipple. <laughs> but the list of names that he gives, so he's like, yeah, I've seen a lot of, uh, seen a lot of psychiatrists. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and he starts to list off the names of psychiatrists. They are ridiculous. The guy is a mastermind. Oh, I oh, found it. I found so it at last. I was looking for this thing. I remember I'd seen recently, there was a list of, of some of the dying nicknames in Wales. Just to give you an example of some other ones, so there was this uh, a variety of people have been called this over the years as Die Bandy, which is someone who's bow legged, you know, bandy legged. So uh-huh. Old Slewfoot. Old Slewfoot. <laughs> yeah, See, Bob yeah. used to be known as Slewfoot, whatever that means. <laughs> There's a die die who suffered from a, te- a, a tremorous eyelid, is known as Die Blinker. <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> Jeez. Yeah, you know? And sometimes there's like they're not even very clever. Die Fat. You can understand yep. why he's. Oh, you know, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, nice Die Lanky, Torment, yeah. you know, you know, just, it's just but Die is always the, um, you know, is always the uh, the, uh, the the suffix or the prefix. He's always a Die, 
is the mm-hmm. is the is the thing. Well, there's a couple of other ones here. There's some extras, and there's someone who's no, who was known as Will Bettermate, presumably because the other Will wasn't very reliable. <laughs> oh, the other Will was Will. Okay, mate. <laughs> Will, okay, mate. Will, unreliable friend. Yeah. Gosh, dude, I love I'm that. Brilliant. I feel like this is what happens, by the way, listeners, this episode, when we're not expecting to do an episode, and we uh, we come together under rushed terms. Yeah. Emergency episode. This is this is what you get. Enjoy. This is the 911 of episodes. I'd, honestly, there is something about this, this uh, you know, cause for so long there, we were trying to come up with like specific topics to talk about on our hostfuls, which I like. But there is something nice to going back to just completely just. We found a specific topic. We talked about we talked about car wrecks and fake names. I mean, yeah, we talked about things, and we talked about Scandinavia. Yeah, that's true. I think we have the title of this has got to be the state of Confucius. Oh yeah, oh yeah, easily. I actually thought there was something. uh, There's some type of Confucius thing. Speaking of which, I've been listening to this uh, listeners another recommendation, uh, which I'm sure most of you have maybe i've heard of it it's doing really well but there's this show there's this podcast called behind the bastards uh and the reason why i say speaking of confucius is because right now the episodes are on steven seagal uh so basically the premise of the show is they go into all these people who some of them are famous some of them not so famous basically just bad famous bad guys of history so like there's episodes on um Saddam, Saddam Hussein, uh, Osama bin Laden, etc. But Steven Seagal turns out not a great guy. Mm. Uh, not so great. Could be possibly involved in human trafficking. Allegedly committed a bunch of sexual assaults and uh, just all around not great guy. But he is a llama. He is. He has been officially, and this is not something that he claims himself. This is something like Tibetan Buddhism has officially deemed him as like the reincarnation of this 17th century like Buddhist Lama monk from Tibet. Uh, so he's just like one step below the Dalai Lama in in that uh, hierarchy. Well, mm. Yeah. I wouldn't expect to hear that. Wouldn't from, expect uh, to hear that at all, no. From the old Seagal. The neck breaker himself. Yeah. <laughs> he's under siege. Dude. He is out for justice and he is above the law. And apparently karma. What's the what's the one that's set in Alaska? Oh, in Alaska. I don't know. Steven Seagal like Michael, is Yeah, Michael Caine. It was like... <laughs> uh, <Michael laughs> Did you say Steven Seagal is cold? cold. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was uh, like Michael Caine was the baddie, I think. It was like an extraordinarily weird film. Um, I'm going to Googleize it because... Um, it was it had something to do on Deadly Ground. That was it. An environmental action adventure movie. Directed, co produced, and starring Steven Seagal. Oh yeah. That's that's a big thing. He's also probably um his entire rise to fame was probably from the mob. Mm. Really? Yeah. Dude. Well, what do you mean? As in it was sponsored by the mob or yes. they organized it? Like Both. they just were like, hey, you're, you're going to put this guy in your movie or else gonna we're going to break your movie. toes. <laughs> I love how like the best thing, like most of uh, most of Steven Seagal's movie titles work as prepositional phrase, 
phrases like that you could put like Steven Seagal is under siege. Steven Seagal is above the law. Steven Seagal is hard to kill. Steven Seagal is out for justice. Steven Seagal is marked for death. Oh, yeah. It doesn't work for fire down below, uh, <laughs> but it does work. Steven Seagal is on deadly ground. Yeah. That's uh, uh, Steven Seagal is the glimmer man. Steven Seagal <laughs> is half past dead. Steven Seagal ever is seen a Steven Seagal movie. Are like, you serious? You never seen you never seen Under Siege, Under Siege, Above the Law, Hard to Kill, and Out for Justice are like the famous ones. I mean, I think probably in college <laughs> at the apartment we watched some, but like I don't think I ever like sat down and watched a Steven Seagal. Movie. We should do it. I think um I think uh, he was uh, Putin sort of an grant, executive decision. I think Putin granted him citizenship as well. Or something he did, like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and he's like an he's like a special envoy of like creative arts between Russia and uh, the United States. Weird dude. Wow. Steven Seagal is out for a kill. Steven Seagal is out of reach. Steven Seagal is a good man. He's now, made some movies now. Oh yeah. Most of these movies past two thousand are direct to video or direct to mm -hmm. uh mm -hmm. to Netflix. What? Yeah. He, he's in Sniper? Oh no. Sniper. Special Ops. Yeah, no. No. <laughs> yeah, he's in a lot of movies that are like Sheep impact? What? Okay. Interesting. I'm just looking at all. <laughs> Sniper special ups. He has a sweet circle beard. Anyways, that's Steven Seagal. He's not a, he's, you know, probably not a good dude. Uh, Roland. Well, we've covered it all, man. We've gone car crashes. We can pretend names. We briefly talked about Confucius. We did some really inappropriate Scandinavian accents. Um, I went doody doody doody, uh, much to my eternal shame. I've told you about the nicknames doody, of die doody, in doody. Wales. Um, Welsh nicknames for die. Told you about die came back, whether he exists or not, but it doesn't matter. And um, finally, we've embraced the full complexity of Steven Seagal. I mean, if that's not an episode of the podcast, I don't know what. <laughs> you know, yeah, I, yep. I think you're right about that. I think and we hit in the, the words mark. of Steven Seagal. I'm hoping that I can be known as a great writer and actor someday, rather than a sex symbol. Yes, yes. I think that's I could, true I could for be, all of us. I yeah, think, I could say the same. Yep. Yeah, and on that totally. note... On that note, uh, in fact, just finally, I know we always... We, I don't know if we said it for a while, just like, you know, listen out to our listeners. Obviously, we had a little brief interaction with our friend from uh, from the Finland. Um, but uh, anyone else listening, please do write in. Let us know what's going on, yep. what's happening. Give us your thoughts. Indeed. Give us some uh, some pointers, some musings, some philosophy, some Confuciusing, and uh, we'll take it forward into further episodes. Email us at firescapepod at gmail.com. Uh, reach us on Twitter and Instagram at firescapepod, Facebook as well. Um, please rate and review the show on iTunes or wherever you listen. It helps us out a lot. And you can find me at Culture Levi on Instagram and Twitter. You can find me at buttermilk underscore Pete on the Instagram. And you can find Howell in the, in the cave in Berlin. Yeah, the cave yeah. Berlin. I'll be. I won't be here for much longer, probably. And then, at some point, I'll be back in America. Excellent. Think, maybe. I think so. I actually don't. Really, I will. I'll be back there. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. All right. We'll see you, Hal. It'll. You'll. Yeah, you'll, yeah. you'll come. One day. I miss you guys. Likewise. Well. Um, bye, everybody. See y'all. Rudolph.
the beer we got. I mean, the beer we got drank pretty good, don't it? The fire escape. The days are getting shorter, and you can feel it in the air. Yes, it's that time of year. Pumpkin is finally back at Dunkin'. It's the cozy you've been craving all summer long, now in your cup at Dunkin'. Pick up all of your pumpkin favorites, like the signature pumpkin spice iced latte, or a pumpkin iced coffee, and bakery items like pumpkin donuts and muffins. Sip into something comfortable to celebrate the start of cozy season. Use the Dunkin' app for contactless ordering. America runs on Dunkin'. The days are getting shorter, and you can feel it in the air. Yes, it's that time of year. Pumpkin is finally back at Dunkin'. It's the cozy you've been craving all summer long, now in your cup at Dunkin'. Pick up all of your pumpkin favorites, like the signature pumpkin spice iced latte, or a pumpkin iced coffee, and bakery items like pumpkin donuts and muffins. Sip into something comfortable to celebrate the start of cozy season. Use the Dunkin' app for contactless ordering. America runs on Dunkin'.